0: So, all right, I want to share a couple of, I, I, I actually have so many quotes that I want to share, but let me just see if I can pull. Well, you said, you said sprinkle just a second ago about the little sprinkling. So I'm going to read this, this one um, quote. I mean, how perfect and appropriate is this? First one I turn to, literally. <laughs> I can only sprinkle the earth with kindness, fondness, and grace learned over time and with age. That really spoke to me. I mean, with my business, obviously, karmic kindness, I see the word kindness and I, you know, it's, it's like a perk up moment. Um, and grace is something that I have really been aware of and trying to cultivate more in my life with things that have come up that I haven't particularly liked that just move forward with a sense of grace and, and ease is another one. But um, fondness. I I like that. Like, that's, that's another one that I think I'm going to take on and and really feel into. And it is learned over time and with age. I think it, it takes that for you to really get those concepts of kindness, fondness, and grace.
1: And I think it also takes something happening in your life that's tragic to you, drama, Right. Hard, difficult. Where you right. just have, to, if you're going to reflect, those are the moments you're going to do it.
0: Right. When things are going great, there's really no reason. Right. Most people, crazy, anyway. You we're know, going
1: drinking margaritas on the beach, everything's yeah. fine, and then boom! Wait a minute, what happened in my life? <laughs> <laughs> like a 360. I'm not ready for this. Yeah. And, um, Where's
0: my beach? Where's my margarita? Like, exactly. what the hell happened?
1: Yeah. Where's the peace and quiet? <laughs> um, I think the funny thing is women we're, we're so judged and we're so like put in these places of roles that we really even if you don't have kids, you're still a matriarch to someone yeah, and for you to say "I love you as one of your alarms and reminders that's huge because we were taught not to allow ourselves that right. at least in my generation it's like let's just get on with it I yes. you know, just busy busy through it and I think your karmic kindness in the world that you're creating, it's your red bench.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, what what we're both doing is searching and for not like-minded people, but we've talked about how you're being elevated and people are helping you. And so just opening your heart and your mind to possibilities that maybe you wouldn't have been open to
0: absolutely yeah well and you, pretty, you pretty much you pretty much just answered the next question which Uh-oh. was like, how can how can we utilize the, the the red bench concept in our lives because we can all get lost in our head whether we have a mental illness or we don't it's just day-to-day struggles and and stress so you know like you said i mean it's just kind of like that awareness and, and i think too i
1: the the for me i wanted like i said i want it to be a resource and a, a lifeline and the red bench is really the place you go when you're in full full panic mode and you need a safe space and i mean there needs to be a dialogue about mental illness um we need to be more empathetic as humans um i don't think we're there we should be way more involved than where we're at and um Every once in a while somebody surprises you with these tiny little acts of kindness and you're like so moved by it yeah. you know, it's such a big thing even if it's nothing like somebody brings you flowers or a coffee from dunkin donuts and i i don't know i just i guess for me coming from a place of where it's like a lot of struggle and a lot of pain and a lot of everyday struggle um those things are becoming more important and as we lose parents and you know soulmates and friends we have to be able to live with ourselves and i think that's something that you really we talked about that you had said we have to be okay with ourselves yeah and give ourselves permission no matter what's happening to say okay i'm doing my best
0: that's yes. it yeah one one of the the big lessons for me, kind of speaking to what you just shared, was, um, you know, it is true. Like, I got to a point in, in my life where I had to make a decision because I couldn't look myself in the eye, in the mirror anymore. I, I thought, this is not who I am. This is not what I want, who I want to be. This is not what I want to do. And it was it was one of the hardest, if not the hardest decision I've made in my whole life, which I'm not... Totally ready to share with the the world at large, but it's coming. It's coming right. but
1: um, yeah, I think the fact that you're just acknowledging it and that you're saying like most maybe a lot of women just go through the motions, but you are now taking your life into your own hands and Thriving and that's huge. You know, and the more you do it, the more you, you, the more happiness that you're going to feel and the more you're going to give to other people.
0: Well, I think It's, 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 thank you. Yeah. And, and, and you're absolutely right. The more you give, the more you, you end, you end up in the end receiving. And I think too, to kind of speak to that point was, um, you know, I think it's, it, when you're in that struggle when when there's crisis happening or there's something that's going on in your life that you don't like and you're really fighting against it and you're resisting it and you're just like why is this happening i don't understand this is awful i can say for me personally when i look back on 2 years ago 3 years ago thinking oh my god this is like the worst possible time in my life like i i could not see a way that it wow. would end up being good that it would end up being happy, that I would end up, I never would have predicted I would have ended up in the place I am now. And the one thing that I've really taken to heart in that process is that everything that happens in your life, whether you like it or you don't, is actually occurring for your highest and best good. You just don't know it at the time. When you look back, like I look back three years and I go, oh my gosh, now I understand why all of that had to happen. It had to get that bad in order for me to take action, in order for me to move forward. And I think, you know, we all get caught up in our own little pity parties and why is this happening and why did this happen and da, 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 da. And it's all true and it sucks. I'm not saying it doesn't suck. It's just, okay, it's happening. I can choose to make a wise, heartfelt difficult decision in order to move forward or i can just stay here and swirl in this really bad place and just be sad and be upset and be angry and i think that's where a lot of people are like it's not fair and it's somebody else's fault and i'm not moving from right here yes
1: i think accountability we've talked about that you have to take accountability for for your situation and you also have to make peace with it not everybody's life is perfect no one's is no exactly (laughs) it takes like you what you did by like a whole 360 even more of a 600 or a 580 (laughs) you, you know it takes courage and i get really frustrated now with people who are angry or who are stuck in a cycle and i mean we all do it but i don't have the tolerance anymore to like be around that i don't want that in my life i mean if somebody needs help yes i get it but if you're gonna stay angry and stay in this vicious cycle of it oh no yeah like there's way too much awful shit happening in the world like no
0: right yeah i i i I totally feel you with that and so like your anger is my honesty like i am a a stickler for honesty. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, um, I think I share with Jackie too. Like I told my core group, my people, you lie to me. Like I have a no tolerance policy for lying.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've always had that. That's one thing that for me was always there. But, and I think what I did with the red bench for me was that's my most honest truth. I, I don't think I can write anything after this. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to, I've already written other pieces, but I won't write anything even close. This is it. Yeah. I knew that this was, and you know, um, my mom's getting old and she's old now. My aunt and uncle lost their daughter to suicide who I dedicated the book to. I had some serious motivations why I wanted it out now because I wanted to honor her life, my cousin's life. And I wanted to honor, my mom's you know what she's gone through and my aunt and uncle and all the people who've helped me along the way because nobody can do it alone. And that's I mean, you know, you look at me and I have makeup on now and I have all my jangling (laughs) jingling things. But it's it's a mental illness is a beast. There's no way around it. There's no like there's no day off from it right um but what there is is there there's there's resilience and there's hope and i think like you always have to be mindful and hopeful and pursue alternative medicine and essential oils i mean like those are things that i've used like you said since i was in my 20s i've incorporated ways to um crystals to sort of help Mike, the chemical imbalance that we all have. And that's really what it boils down to. Um, Just to have things that help you along the way that make your life a little bit easier.
0: If you have a bad day, that's okay too. Of course. Yeah. Everyone has their bad days, but I think, I think it speaks to your strengths You know, I think, and I think that might be something as a a good takeaway for, for those listening is, you know, with when, when someone has mental, uh, has mental illness, mental disease, anything going on with them where they're not, they're not that, that part of their body is not in homeostasis. It's not where it needs to be. Um, They, you, those, those people have an inner strength that rivals, I think, everyone else in that you have to have that inner strength to keep going, to get up, just like you did, to get up and take that walk and get yourself out of bed and do something. That's not yeah. to say, you know, that's not to say other people don't, but.
1: But I'm lucky too. I think there's a lot of luck because I was talking about this earlier with someone, you know, it's, you're one moment away from an impulsive bad decision. Well, mm. so I don't know what's coming you know i don't know if i'm going to be able to sustain it but i'm pretty stubborn so i will you know i'll fight my way i won't go down easy yeah it's just why me why was i chosen to stay and i there is guilt that comes with that too and i mean that's all in the book you'll read that like i don't sugarcoat it which you know you know um I just don't want people to think that they can't have a happy life or micro moments. I love that. You yeah.
0: know I better write that down because I'm gonna forget to go back to write that. Down. And, I love yeah. that.
1: You know, yeah. micro moments, it's all we all, any of us get. Yeah. Nobody gets like a full, full on, I don't know, maybe somebody does, but I haven't. <laughs>
0: I haven't either. Well, let me, I, so there, you've said a few things that I, I wanted to speak to, you, but I wanted to let you finish your thought. Cause I know if I get interrupted mid thought and the has gone. Um, so, okay. So, you know, you were talking about your, your mom and your aunt and uncle, and I mentioned your mom earlier, cause she is a, a big part of the book. Is there anything that you would, you want to share about them as far as their, their, um, what they mean to you on this journey, and then maybe speak to to caring for you and helping you from their perspective. Like, I'm sure there are people out there who um, have someone in their life that they really love and truly care about, and they don't know what the hell to do. Like, they want to help, but they don't know what to do. So, um, again, I'm throwing two questions at you at once.
1: Oh, I hear that. I think, you know, my mom obviously she's been my caregiver for a long time. And my advocate when I've been cuckoo and locked up for 28 days and completely not even on this planet anymore, she's there and she's able to you know, talk for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt and uncle, they did everything right. They had all the resources. My cousin was a Yale Princeton educated doctor. She was a genius she lost her life. She jumped off a bridge, you know? And so again, I think you can have all the best people. I'm not sure that that matters, but I know that I would not have survived one, two, and three breakdowns. I think without her, um, without the community, I live in everybody knows me they knew my daddy was a cop. It's like, I can go next door into the house and, they're happy to see me. I take the dog over there. That's, that's huge. We don't have that anymore. And people who are struggling with mental illness need a sense of community and they need to have structure and it's important in therapy and all of that. And the other part, which you said, I think is really important is if someone doesn't want to take medicine and they don't want to do, you know, all the, to therapy and get help. And it's really hard to help someone that's in that way. And, you know, you might be the best. I know another, my mom's best friend, another mother who would do anything for her daughter. She has schizophrenia. She can't help her because she won't take meds. And my family, we just lost another person to suicide, double suicide, you know? And Mm. I, I really... I think I'm blessed because I had a roadmap with my dad being sick. And so we knew what drugs would work, what drugs wouldn't work. And I have had somebody Kara who I could call. I mean, poor Kara when I was in the, that's a whole nother book. (laughs) Um, You, you know, there's people that aren't, they're not embarrassed because there is a lot of shame. So, they're not embarrassed. Like I'm always constantly thinking if I say this, is somebody going to be embarrassed by me or am I going to, am I saying the wrong thing? Um, and the people that have stuck with me through this journey, they say you're just Jackie. They don't see me sick. And that's probably one of the greatest blessings of my life to be able to have that much love. Yeah. Not everybody has that. Yeah. I know I'm lucky. Even if I want to kill them all most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> everyone go away. Leave me alone. Um, yeah. Just,
0: I think it's being accepted, accepted for who you are and where you are. And I think that most of us are searching for that, that acceptance, that where, where you're seen and you're heard and you are you and people still love you. They're still there. They're not going anywhere. That that's huge, huge.
1: And even if, you know, you, you lose people along the way because you do. Yes. Um, I have a hard time making peace with that. That's one of the things that I'm still working on because I feel like it's my fault. Like I got sick. It's my, it's not my fault. I didn't do it on purpose. So if somebody left my life, it's okay, you know, and, um, hopefully we'll keep learning and we'll just keep learning and we'll never stay stuck in one like little stair. I never, I never wanted to be in one place. So whether it's physically or, you know, spiritually, I hope I keep evolving and opening myself. And when you cl- shut down, cause I do that, I'll close off, you know, phys, not physically, but spiritually. Learning how to take care of yourself and be responsible for yourself is huge. Yep. It's huge.
0: Yeah. Well, and you, you said something earlier about, you know, you don't know why you said, I don't know why me, like why I was, we I was chosen in your family and, and why us as far as this, journey and this particular, um, I want to say struggle, because it is a struggle. Um, so a lot of, of the work that I've been doing recently that I'm just now beginning to share with my clients and with my friend, my friends have been hearing about it for a bit. And I don't know that if you and I have talked about this much, but what I'm learning is that every one of us that has come here to this earthly plane, and and people, um, people may give me a hard time for this, and this is my belief. This is not me. This is not me pushing this on anyone else. But it's my belief that um, we all come here, and it's it's somewhat predetermined by our soul before we come. And there are certain souls that are drawn into us, brought into our lives for a reason and a purpose. And some are meant to stay, and some are meant to go. And so. When it comes to um, your soul's journey, part of your soul's journey may have been to go into this place in your mind, to experience what you've experienced in order to share it with others, to open people's minds and imagination to another world that is in your mind, but maybe it's not. I mean, maybe that is an alternate reality for you in some other lifetime, in some other
1: I no. think you're right. I um, agree with you. I think that this is the reason that I'm here. I think yeah. I understand that and the responsibility of it. And it doesn't, like I've already, I'm done with what I needed to do in that sense. I mean, I'm sure I'm not done. There's a lot more to do, right. but um, I had a, a I don't know if it's a spirit or a past regression. A woman tell me that like I had monkeys on my back and I had to let them go. And like my cousin needed to go. I had to let her go cause she wanted to reincarnate. And so a lot of, like you said, a lot of the stuff that's happening. I know that I've been here before with these people. Like yeah. apparently it's like 770 lifetimes. Like I, hopefully sooner or later I'll get it right. And I want to come <laughs> back, you know? I don't <laughs> But I'm, I'm, I don't think we come from nothing. I don't know if we'll ever be in this realm again. You know, I don't know that we'll have that opportunity, but I know that the souls that that really are with us have been with us before. That's my
0: belief. I I agree with you. And I think that some lifetimes you I feel like for me personally, this lifetime, I'm closing the karmic loop on some relationships that we've been doing this song and dance for a while. And I mean, like many lifetimes. And now we've, we've learned what we needed to learn from each other and we don't have to do it anymore. So I'm like, yay. Now this is, this is my human assumption. I could be completely wrong and, and you know. But this is what I'm going with for now, and it makes me feel good. So we're just going to stick with that. Um, and then, you know, I think too, when you're, you know, when, to kind of go back to what we were saying before about people like coming into your life and, and you know, how you're still working through some of those people that, that disappeared that weren't able to handle what you were going through. And, you know, when, you, when you're going through crisis and you're going through a tough time, the people who remain, the people, first of all, the people who show up, that's huge. Absolutely. And then the people who remain are are the people that are keepers. The and and you know, you've had your experiences with that, I've had mine, and I've been in each one of them, I've been disappointed by someone that has not shown up, but so pleasantly surprised and in awe of new people that oh, really? have. Shown well, up. Cool. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, well, I lost this one person, but this other person has come in and they're amazing. And I'm so grateful that uh, for their presence. So I I think,
1: I think you're right. I think it's, again, it's like just acknowledging and mindfulness and knowing that every journey is going to take just accepting where you are. And for me, I think that was the biggest part, just accepting like who I am on a cellular molecular soulful, you know, level. And it's hard, it's hard to be human, man. It's hard to be human. I'd rather be like floating in space somewhere, it's more fun.
0: Well, you know what, that's where you have gone. I mean, that's where you went, you know, when you were, when you were on that red bench and that, and I don't know if we talked about this before we uh, started recording the episode or um, after, but you know, the red bench is an actual physical location. Like it exists. In... well it's
1: gone now they took it out the one that I sat at is gone but whatever
0: <laughs> but yeah but it was at the it time
1: it was absolutely yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I, was like,
1: right. I would totally hold on
0: to it <laughs> I know it's too bad you couldn't have had it that's okay that would have been kind of cool that for
1: me I think it was yeah it was a whole reason. And like you said things come and go they do yeah, that's, true. that's
0: true that's true That's true. And actually for me personally, I'm trying to simplify my life and let things go that are no longer, and this is not a Marie Kondo thing. This is just me deciding I'm going (laughs) to, I I don't want a bunch of shit. Like just, I want to just keep it simple. But you don't want to have to deal with it later in life. I do not. I do not. But so, yeah, so it was good. You have it. It's always with you in a spiritual way. It's in your mind. It's on the car. It's in the book. Um, right. So I want to read one more quote. And then I think we'll, I have one final question after that. And we don't, I don't even know where this is going to go. So who knows, there might be more questions and then the final question, but so I just opened to a random page. So let's just see a random page that I bookmarked from like my favorite passages. So, um, Oh, I love this. If I'm lucky, there is a chance at a new day tomorrow, wherein lies the magic possibility of something bigger than we even dare imagine. The mere fact there is chance is the only beautiful we can hope for. Oh my God. Like I have chills. That was like, just like the perfect, perfect quote right now. The mere fact there is chance is the only beautiful we can hope for. I mean.
1: And I believe that the writing, when I'm writing, the creative, the sick part of me or the whatever part of me is, you know. I think it's channeled through the, I don't even know if I'm writing it. I'm just sort of the vessel, so.
0: Yeah, but I see your personality in the pages, and I don't know if that's- But I'm
1: saying, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: don't know, when, when people read the book, they're gonna be like, oh, that's Jackie's personality. I don't know about her. She's kind of <laughs> like, she is out there, and she's angry. I don't know what's going on with her.
1: She's angry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Okay. So my soulful (laughs) closing question. Yes. And we sort of touched on this, but um, what rituals, if any, do you have to tune into your soul's voice or to bring your soul online? I mean, I think writing, obviously.
1: Yes. yes, I wrote a bunch of them down. Um, Yoga, music,
0: listening to music. Nice.
1: Swimming. um, If I can.
0: Yeah, there's Oil, the water.
1: Oils. Essential okay oils are like big. Um and walking.
0: Yeah. We gotta walk. We gotta walk. Gotta walk. Connecting.
1: That's angry, <laughs> <It's raining. That's laughs> but
0: <it's> Ah, <sighs> oh. oh, well, Jackie, this was such a pleasure. Thank truly, you. truly, truly. And I hope everyone enjoyed. Um, our captivating conversation today on Soulful Sessions with Jackie Kaffa, the amazing author of The Red Bench. So for those of you listening online, you can't see me holding up the book, but um, for those who are watching on video.
1: And I'm saying namaste, thank you, and I'm bowing.
0: <laughs> there we go. There we All go. right. Thank you everyone for listening and I hope you will join me on another Soulful Sessions soon. Have a great day.